lot. It's Zach Langley Chi Chi. I'm so popular. And I am here with the smokiest lung in California. Uh, who are you? Uh, hi, I'm Leo, uh, the aforementioned smoky lung. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you me. doing? <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Uh, mostly just like sitting on my ass collecting unemployment. Uh, it's pretty nice here in California. Uh, before this, I just worked at a bar, you know, making some music, uh, saving up for move to a bigger city rather than, uh, North central California. <laughs> uh, so that's, it's kind of uh, what I do. Just... Why are we friends? <laughs> oh, are we friends? Um, are we? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, uh, I, let's see. We met at summer camp when we were what, like 10 years old, 11 yeah around there so it's that was like what 14 years ago now yeah and we've been friends you know for the subsequent summers and then meeting up during middle times before and you know uh we just uh, me and my roommate just visited you in japan you sure um, did back in january just before everything like was shot to hell (laughs) i literally actually remember like when we were all at gusav's bar during that trip and we all were like wow the world is so fucked like did you hear about that like to like that disease in china <laughs> yeah yeah As, back then it was still the wuhan virus <laughs> the wuhan yeah, i was like yeah the wuhan virus and everyone was like oh i mean it's not a big deal it's like swine yeah. flu and yeah. now now here we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> how are you surviving with the fires uh with the fires uh well we're kind of ground zero for that up here um chico was actually uh the most impacted besides being wiped off the map um back in the campfire mm-hmm. in 2018 all of paradise which is just like you know 15 miles north of northeast of us uh was just wiped off the map uh, or pleasure if you go with the the president's um naming of the city he didn't know what it was called uh and he went there to see it and just called it the wrong name he oh. called it it's yeah uh, but uh, people were very upset about that until they had to be more mad about the, the Democratic governor. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the population increased by like 20,000 people overnight. Uh, now we're like uh, a lot of the big bear fire, the, the North Complex fire is burning. And that's to the east of us as well. And we're getting a lot of people from that as well. Uh, like, so can you even been- go outside? Not right now. The air quality was Sunday during like the Blade Runner day or what day is it? Saturday during the Blade Runner day, whatever the day that like it was the red. fires really started. Yeah. Like the Bay Area was like, oh, wow, it's red outside. We're like, yeah, get welcome. Yeah. Um, it was pretty <laughs> bad. Uh, AQI was like 500. And now it's dropped in the past three days to 250 or something, which is. Wow. So ideal. Yeah. Still not great to go outside. I mean, both of us are from the West Coast, so, yeah. you know, we're used to fires, but uh, I've never seen anything at this scale, and it's been really bizarre being removed from it because I can only get, like, the sense of scale from, you know, seeing these endless tweets of the same picture of the red sky with the UPS truck. Oh, that UPS, yeah, doing the deliveries. I, yeah. I just hate all the blood rate blade runner like 2049 captains like i think they were a few years off and it's like we it's like this is blade this runner is 2020 oh people. my god <laughs> it's like it's like we get it like you <laughs> there's like 20 people dead in oregon 
But yeah, there's twenty people. There's ten people dead in this fire, uh, in Orville. And How do people crazy. even fucking die in fires? Like, hello, I, evacuate. I don't know. <laughs> How do people die? Like, I read this one story of a woman who was like trying to anxiously pack all of her animals like into her like ugly little car, and then she was like, oh, never mind. And then she got out, and then she burned to death. Well, you know, one animal goes loose and you're you're like, well, might as well just let myself go too. No, she know, put them all in the car. She was like packed evacuate. up and ready to go. Some people don't know either. Like it's a lot of like older people who like just have no idea the fire. Yeah, but this there. elderly woman like called her daughter and was like, oh yeah, I see the fires. Like I see them, but they don't look like they're coming that fast. I'm just going to ride it out. Hello? Yeah, ride the lightning woman. It's not going to happen. Uh <laughs> These are hot fires. <laughs> hot fire. I don't, I, don't to, I don't know what to say. It's it's fire. Like you know what it is. <laughs> you can see it. Uh, like Japan is very prone to natural disasters, but it's like all like water disasters. Like we yeah. get typhoons and tsunamis and earthquakes. Um, and and kaiju. Yeah, surely they're coming at this rate. What's <laughs> the twenty twenty year is the one that we finally get a fucking kaiju. Pacific Rim 3, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Pacific Rim 3, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a, they brought John Boyega back in. in yeah, starring film. John Boyega and um, Kelly Marie Tran. She gets to be the Asian one this time. Oh, yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Redemption for her little, little Last Jedi throwback. Directed by Ari Aster. <laughs> a kaiju movie directed by yeah a kaiju a kaiju film directed by ari aster um from the acclaimed director of, of hereditary and midsommar <laughs> comes godzilla <laughs> uh, kelly marie tran is going to play a gender non-binary furry in this movie <laughs> The 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 mech they have to suit up in is 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 also non-binary. <laughs> no, and the, and the, the spirit of the mother is voiced by Tony Collette. <laughs> oh no! Who's writing the screenplay? John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the the mech has got the little John Waters pencil mustache. Yeah, and uh, featuring a guest appearance by the Divine Hologram. <laughs> David Lynch is like the lead scientist. <laughs> oh, love it. See, this is a movie that we're going to, we'll be the producers. What's it, what's it called again? Um, is this Pacific is this, Rim? Oh, shit. Pacific Rim? Pacific Rimming. Oh, no. <laughs> Pacific Rimming. I've seen that movie a few times Pacific before. Rim, the job. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. We are like born to be producers. And do you know who told us that? Oh God, I I can't ever forget him, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. <laughs> I because of the tone of our Pacific Rim. Oh shit! Um, what do they call it when you uh, our pitch? Because of our pitch for uh Pacific Rim. Oh shit! No one is gonna take me seriously when I say that we were both literally on a reality TV show with Bob Saget. Oh, absolutely. This year, actually, or last year, um, well, we we did it at a summer camp. The reality show happened yeah. at the summer camp that we met at. Um, and I, since I went back for the past few years and I've worked at this aforementioned summer camp, I was like, we had like a day off at like the beginning. I was like, Hey guys, you want to watch this thing where Bob Saget came here? And they were like, what? Like all the staff members, like during staff training, were like, no, no, he wasn't. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like here he is. Here's the episode. 
Yeah, and, and I hoard myself for reality TV at age like twelve. There was a, there was a moment which I vividly remember, like kind of like uh, when we the cameras weren't on, and I was like Zach, like why are you just like hamming it up? Like why don't you just be yourself? And you're I like, wanted Leo, the there are cameras. <laughs> <laughs> it's my chance to shine. And I was like, all right. And I got Zach my chance. Was like, so when are you gonna come out of your shell? <laughs> he wanted to like out you on this reality TV show. Oh my god, I know. At age like what thirteen? <laughs> oh my, god, I think when he uh, now okay, because there's a scene when we all have like an emotional chat by the river. Sorry, the lake, oh, the, by pond, the pond, by the pond. Yeah. Just the two of us. Just the two him. of us and Bob Saget. And I remember when they took us out to film there, and I knew that this was my moment to act. Why didn't I realize he wanted me to come out of the closet? I, d- I because you weren't out of the closet. You didn't I, know you were gay. I mean, 13. everyone else did. <laughs> oh we were God. like that gay. You came. You're like like three years later. You're like guys, I'm gay. And we're like we know. <laughs> it was not three years later. I came out when I was 14. This is my 10 year anniversary. Okay, well, like right now, like literally right now. Like right 10 now, years. 10 years, yeah. like like almost to this day. Well, you've come so far, you've only gotten gayer. <laughs> like, literally only gayer and gayer until I could go no further into to start, like, the most stupid podcast on it's, it's Earth. It's a spiral. It's a spiral. I'm That's excited to say. see, like, what, like, pit I reach next in my homosexual, like, dive bomb to death. What's on the checklist? I have done it all, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, running out of ways to, like, debase myself, honestly. You find it. You've hit rock bottom when you're shilling for a podcast. Oh <laughs> that's the true level. I haven't you're been so fisted gay, you've yet. Become straight. I think that's you like my. Been... Uh, you haven't wait. been fisted. Wait, are you surprised I haven't been fisted? Well, I'm surprised that not you specifically, but someone um, our age who's sexually active hasn't been fisted. I'm sure we know someone who's been fisted. We cannot. We cannot go on supposing who it is now. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> you haven't as well. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I have seen it happening. You've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it happening. You've seen it happening. <laughs> like in videos, you've seen. No, 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 no. In person. In, in person. Has occurred. No, like in, in the flesh. In the, well, much deeper than flesh. In this uh, <laughs> anal cavity. Yeah, it's like the, what is it called? Like the rectal flesh? The rectum. In the yeah. rectal flesh, I saw a fisting occur. <laughs> in the the rectal flesh. Yeah, it was at a gay sauna. That's actually going to be the name of the Pacific Rim movie, The Rectal Flesh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine t- the voiceover. <laughs> Coming this summer, Rectal Flesh. Rectal Flesh. <laughs> Directed by Ari Esther. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, this is enough of a wait, I was gonna segue to our first topic, but I really need to address something that I cannot stop thinking about. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Listen, I need to talk about pumpkin spice girls. Oh, the is this the is this the October version of the Spice Girls? Is this when Shut up, this joke's not funny, Leo. Ah, yeah, I didn't have it. No, it it didn't go there today. Do you do you have something against them? No, I love them. I love them. I oh. think they're expressing themselves. Uh, and I think that it's fun to have an October look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only September, but you know, put the Halloween decorations out. Might as well bust out the scarves and the white sweaters, right? No, I, I'm literally LARPing already. Like, it's mid-October. Like, I have been watching horror movies nonstop. 
I it got a little cool and blustery yesterday. I wore like a long little coat, even though it was still like 80 degrees outside. Like you're like, I can't wait for spooky season and sitting in front of a fire with my cat and my my BF. Oh, I guess cuffing season's coming. Thank God. Like I need yeah. that reminder. I need that push. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have anything against that. What I what I don't like is the fact that every year it's like um you know the jokes about Christmas coming early and earlier. It's like the jokes about pumpkin spice girls get worse and worse <laughs> to where it's just straight up like misogyny. It's straight up like, and next time I see someone talking about a pumpkin spice, I'm gonna, latte, I'm them. gonna shoot them in the brain. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like calm down, yeah. Elliot Rogers. Like not, <laughs> you know, another thing, caring about the pumpkin spice lattes. Like in this moment, in this current political climate, like we got wildfires, we got we got a pandemic, we got the president. It's like, why are more people like like not my pumpkin spice president? In. like come on <laughs> <laughs> like, people are still just on the like the fuck women train yeah men will always find a way to bring it back to cheeto man so oh yeah imagine if like you were so incapable of like having sex with a woman and like fucking a girl <laughs> that like you saw like a girl like drink a pumpkin spice latte and like a cute little long jacket with some she's leg warmer. She's happy for her coffee. Yeah, and she's taking a picture with her coffee and her like dumb little capitalist brain. Like she's like living it up and you see that and you go like on a homicidal Twitter rampage. <laughs> How like, ugly it's... must you be? <laughs> what's the what's the thing where it's the guy looking at it and he hates it but then it's the guy looking at the other thing and he loves it? Yeah. Um, and that's that is the meme. Uh, yeah yeah it's the guy looking at like pumpkin spice latte girl and he's like he's like oh like like this i don't believe and then it's like new call of duty release for november he's like ah (laughs) (laughs) yes he's got the neck and everything he's like yeah oh i know exactly which one you're talking about yeah 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 it's like there's a specific wording to it i can't um what's the wording to that meme what you could really do is you could like just like do that same like meme format, but it's like him looking at the pumpkin spice girl twice, and it's just like one of being like letting her like live, and then like one of like him like graphically mutilating her. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Speaking of graphic mutilation, oh. um. Are we going the same way? Because I was gonna I was gonna keep talking about Call of Duty. <laughs> no, no, I'm. This is the second time people have tried to force Call of Duty on my show. Get oh, away. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna say it because have you seen that you can have a customizable protagonist in the new Call of Duty uh, CIA where Ronald Reagan is a is a is a character that makes an appearance. Um, can you be a you non-binary can... like? Yes, you can femme? customize your gender and you can be male, female, or classified. Classified. <laughs> Classified's kind of a cool gender, but it's like <laughs> I never wanted to be killed by like a non-binary war terrorist, oh like my a war God. criminal. There's a there's a tweet that's like losing sleep over a non-binary war criminal. <laughs> I would buy this game if it like lets you simulate like Ronald Reagan like perpetuating HIV AIDS. Like if oh if God. it's like a civilization style <laughs> game where like I can like pick and choose like where I don't say HIV at my speech, like then I would I'm so down. It's a it's like Wolfenstein too, where you like meet Hitler and even though it's not like an objective of the mission, you can kill him. And you get an achievement. It's like Reagan. When you kill Reagan, you get an achievement that's like, you stopped AIDS. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, period. <laughs> you yeah. stopped AIDS. You killed Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you stopped... 
30 gamer score. <laughs> this is the most chaotic 20 minutes of my podcast ever recorded, and the decibel is only getting louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting closer to the mic. Too. Oh, God. Okay, so what's your original segue? I just wanted to talk about the non-binary war criminal. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I was going to say graphic mutilation um, cuties. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a yeah. When you're just going at it with your fingernails and you just rip open the 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 the, the peel. I'm not here for the pun about the. I heard some neckbeard on YouTube when I was like researching for this, like make that same joke, Leo. So damn yeah. it, I it's been just tossed around in my head. Yes, we both watched Cuties this weekend. Um, perhaps the most controversial movie of the year of of all time, I'd say. Oh God, no way. Of all time. Birth of a Nothing Nation Roman exists. Blansky has ever made. Oh. <laughs> you can't forget about the Ku Klux Klan. Man, I took a film class once where this guy was like, Birth of the Nation is one of the first films that, and I was like, hold on. Are I you don't need to hear any more about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, they had really good sets. And I was like, it's about the Ku Klux Klan killing, like, all racial minorities. Like, it's basically the Turner Diaries, bro, or the Turner whatever the fuck. And he's like, but I had good sets. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, the Turner Diaries, you know, it's I get that it's like white supremacist, like, textbook, like, this mm-hmm. is this is what they they follow but like damn there's some really good pros in it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well i guess the only movie that we can compare cuties to is um birth of a nation Uh, (laughs) cuties directed by a black a black woman with a largely person of color cast uh we're gonna compare it to birth of a nation today on i'm so popular (laughs) because the two don't try it we we are the people we are the people who decide this oh my god uh a drag queen expat and an unemployed fucking musician Yeah, everyone is dying for our takes about cuties. (laughs) Everyone needs to hear what we think about cuties. We think of pedophilia. We have a lot of thoughts. Oh, plenty. Yeah, uh, before... we're going to tell you them. (laughs) Before we get into, like, the controversy of it, which I think we'll save for the back half, I thought we would kind of just have, like, an as-it-is, like, critique of the movie. Um, This is the second week in a row I'm talking about Netflix movies, and I'm really fucking tired of it, so I hope they don't put out anything else for the rest of the year. I hate Netflix Oh, they're putting out a Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson movie. Oh, God. No. No more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch the shit out of it. Spider-Man and Batman. Oh, my God. Spare me. And Edward. And he played some movie where he was a shipwrecked sailor, I think. And he's supposed to be in the Uncharted movie. I don't know. He's born the same year as me. Uh, I kind of took it personally when he got cast as Spider-Man and I didn't. (laughs) Oh, Tom Holland? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you both have like a similar energy. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into it. What is this movie about? Uh, Give me, without sensationalizing or like making a, a moral claim on it, what is the plot of the film? This movie is a coming of age movie about Correct. a girl, you know, ex- exploring what life is like outside of her conservative, like religious uh, family. Like it's yes. pretty simple, like it's pretty straightforward. And then yeah, very... the, the whole the whole tagline to make it more than like a coming of age story is she finds out like there's a bigger world by getting into a dance troupe. Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she comes from like the like Senegal like diaspora, Senegal, yeah. yeah. And uh, her family is like very staunchly Muslim. Yes, they were ref- they refer to Allah, and they're wearing different. Uh, no, it's Islam. definitely Islam. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's what um, I was worried about that at the beginning of the movie because I'm like, is this just going to be blatantly Islamophobic? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I mean, everyone I mean, keeps like because it's in France. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> hello, I mean, it's kind of remarkable in some ways that like this movie on like in terms of its depiction of Islam, like comes from France at this moment. Like France is uh, not very cute about <laughs> their relationship with uh, Muslim people. Oh, absolutely not. Didn't yeah. they ban the hijab like a few years ago? Or they oh, banned God, the... I don't know enough about that to comment, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. They they just straight up banned the garment. And nuns, you know, they still operate without 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 a... Oh, I'm sure. You know, uh, I'll find the word for it. Uh, a habit? That's what nuns wear? <laughs> they are... Oh, yeah, yeah, but they, they operate with... Without... back in the habit? They operate without impunity. You oh, know. got it. Oh, oh, that was not where my mind was going. My mind yeah. went right I was, to I was looking for the word of, like, having without, like, without overview. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, nuns can do whatever the fuck they want. Go off, Whoopi Goldberg. Great movie, though. Sister Act is amazing. Yeah, I don't want to comment on the um, <laughs> on the, the Muslim question movie. today. I'm <laughs> not prepared to get into that. <laughs> We're already covering so much. We yeah. don't need to bring that. We've already covered Rim Jobs, Bob Saget, Pumpkin Spice Girls, and like Call that's enough Islam for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Cuties is, a, is the movie that you just described that it was. It is that movie. And yeah. it is largely acted by actresses between, like, the ages of, like, 10 and 14. And there's a lot... I would agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's true. As the movie kind of develops and she starts getting, like, more into her dance scene, a lot of the sequences become more... I'm not going to say sexually charged. Yeah, sexually charged. I was going to say sexually <laughs> explicit, but that's not oh, right. Yeah. It's more sexually charged. Charged is yeah. definitely the word, the phrase. So the plot of this movie, as we've described, uh, it follows the character Ami, and she meets uh, someone else in her new like housing project that she lives in, uh, who goes to the same school as her. She gets closer with these girls, and the closer she gets to them, like the more interested she gets in like sexual depictions of women in YouTube videos and in music and like what's basically like the equivalent of TikTok like for like the it's like the Western family brand of TikTok that they could like use in this movie without getting yeah, sued. In France, yeah. TikTok just social media stand in. Yes. So uh and the the more she gets into that, like the more she starts like weaponizing her eleven year old sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we could also be we could be remove the parts where they're eleven. We could probably describe the entire plot of the Black Widow movie that has yet to be released. Oh it's probably the same plot, probably the exact same movie. <laughs> Are we gonna see Scarlett Johansson struggle with Islam? <laughs> I mean, she, it it is set in 2013, and she is a military combatant uh, on behalf of the U.S. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Florence um, Pugh's gonna get a period in the fucking oh movie. Wait, is is, Flo- is is she in that movie? Oh yeah. Now She's I have like to the watch second it. bill lead. It's I like her. Flo- it's Scarlett Johansson, Flor- Florence Pugh, um, David Harbour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't remember anything else because the movie's been delayed so many times, with good reason, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Stan Florence Pugh, <laughs> love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, and then at by the end of the plot of this movie, we see 
on me, this little French girl, to get into considerably, like, worse behavior until she's, like, shoving people into rivers and taking graphic pictures of her genitals to put on the internet. And yeah. then at the very end, uh, when she is in the dance routine that she's, like, been banking her identity on this whole movie... Uh, she runs away. She runs away. She goes to the wedding. Her mother's husband is getting his second wife, and he's having his marriage, and it's, like, a big point of contention during the movie. Uh, there's, like, a lot of, like, culturalism around it and a lot of, like, stress in terms of, like, her watching her mother, like, have to go through that kind of experience. Um, and instead of wearing her traditional Senegalese clothes, she instead uh, wears just a regular non-sexy outfit and, like, walks into the street, uh, does a childish, yep. innocent jump rope, and, like, jumps and smiles in pure joy, like, several times. She's she, wearing, like, what, jeans and a shirt? And as a red shirt, to, yeah. Because she, 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 she runs from her dance number where she's wearing barely, like, anything as, like, a as like her sexy dance outfit. And then like literally her mother nothing. wants to yeah. wear, yeah, her mother wants her to wear this very conservative dress. And then she opts for something that's, I guess, what we're supposed to see is the middle ground. Right. Or the normal. Yeah, and so I think that um, I think this movie is like pretty honest in a lot of ways about the feminine experience or whatever. I mean, it's so like honest and earnest. <laughs> well, what do we know about that? <laughs> I know enough. I don't care. I'm going to comment. <laughs> sue me. <laughs> Women sue me. I think that the movie is, like, so, like, um, earnest and obvious about, like, it's, like, depiction of, like, a female, like, young women's struggles that, like, it can be like a little ham-fisted and like not that elegant or like especially yeah, it's like not very articulate in its no. message. No. And I or, don't think that there's like a problem imagery. with that. In terms of its like thematic communication, I think that it's fine in that uh, regard. Yeah, yeah. In terms of storytelling. Yeah. I mean it does a good job, but this is like a really classic Netflix movie, which like just does like the bare bones minimum. Like, it, yeah. it is artfully directed enough that, like, you could, like, cut out a few frames for the trailer or for, like, a fucking GIF or whatever. Yeah, there's there's no music. There's no score. Um, I mean, besides, like, the, the, the hip-hop music numbers. that they use, yeah. yeah. Um, the cinematography is fairly distant. Yeah, cold. the cinematography is, like, artful enough that it could get you enough, like, points for someone to, like, edit a photo set for, like, Tumblr or, like, whatever it is people do. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's it's one of those Netflix movies in that way where like it's very like competently done. I just, I don't really think that it's like that urgent or impactful or that strong. Yeah. So on like those merits alone, I would like give it like probably like a three or like a two and a half, but we do now have to, without talking about the controversy, we have to talk about what we thought of the sexualization claims against these, this director in this movie. Uh, I didn't re. I tried to go in to this movie fairly blank slated, mm -hmm. um, in, in terms of any opinions that had existed beforehand yeah. that I had like seen were all before having actually watched the movie. Right. So it was just all conjecture, really. So I went into it thinking like, okay, well, this movie's probably gonna prove these opinions wrong, or I'm just gonna form my own. And I thought there there was some stuff that made me fairly uncomfortable <laughs> i think and mostly not not just because it was showing it but the fact that someone had to film it and someone had to direct these things these shots to be made and that's where i was kind of like eh. <laughs> i don't know 
uh, I thought, yeah, because I agree with you that the content is, like, really not that shocking for the most part. It's probably yeah. nothing that most people haven't seen girls of that age, like, doing, like, on their own, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't think the content is that atrocious. I think I agree with you in that, like, there is, like, an it's, it's impact It's more of the of, way they tell the story than it is the actual stuff. There's, like, a, a major impact where, like, you have... When you're filming with, like, girls that age and then you're putting it into, like, a filmic medium, like, it's going to have, like, some consequences. Uh, and I think that it is uncomfortable only because, like, I know, like, like outside of the experience of the film that, like, I'm looking at actual, like, girls who are having, like, a lot of close-ups and visuals of their bodies that I would not ever choose to look on erotically. <laughs> yeah. At face at face value, seeing these without the context, it's very much like, oh, uh, this is someone made this. <laughs> someone had these girls do this and told someone to zoom in here. Exactly. And it's so obvious that the point of the movie is not to celebrate or encourage that at all. Yeah. There's that there's the moment with her with her was it her uncle or her her father's nephew someone related to her like yeah. like some man in the family yeah where she's attempting to to seduce him in order to keep his stolen cell phone and then they get like she like takes off her sweatshirt she starts unbuttoning her pants and then he like shoves her into the wall and is mm-hmm. like what the fuck are you doing yeah <laughs> like no. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the film, like, very obviously, like, tonally and thematically, like, it is always pointing you to disagree with the sexualization that it's showing. But the problem yeah. is that, like, when you're appropriating, like, images and, like, stuff from exploitation or, you know, any of, like, that, like, filmic mode, like, you're still, like, participating it in, like, some degree. It's so, a, I, it's uncomfortable yeah, because it's whether or not made. it's glorifying it versus just putting the camera on it like are we showing it or are we are enthusiastic about it i do not think this movie is glorifying or encouraging of it at all like i do not think anyone with two working brain cells could come out of this movie and think that but i do understand like some of the anger around it because like real people were like used in like making this movie and like oh yeah now their bodies exist on film like in that way at that age doing that thing Exactly. So that does kind of like trouble the viewing experience like just a little bit for me. But honestly, like, I'm pretty sure if I had watched this like without like the controversy narrative in the background that I I don't really think I would have thought about it that much. I don't think I would have even watched it. No, I would have never. I I don't watch. I normally don't. Yeah, I don't. I I watch Netflix, but I don't usually watch dance movies. Like unless someone's like, hey, watch this. I think I've seen. I can't. They, they kind of all blend to me. There's like the cheerleading types. There's there's the there's the urban dance crew where we're street dancers and we do flash mobs mm-hmm. and like it's like there's I get the genre, but I don't typically watch dance movies at all and I don't I don't really want to watch a, a coming of age story set at puberty. <laughs> that's not really into me either. Like I haven't watched Big Mouth either, which I get is like that's a whole other thing because it's I have seen Big Mouth. I I don't really think it's like. I don't really think it's like that valuable. <laughs> it yeah. just is like, I think yeah. there's, there's definitely some funny jokes on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stuff. a TV show that exists. <laughs> yeah. It's real. I mean, it was renewed at least once. Well, I think that, you know, I don't really, I don't really think that film is like that useful of a medium. If you want to make like a, 
anti-sexualization statement. Like, because film is intrinsically sexual. You know, the the entire setup of experiencing a movie, which is like watching something that's created and having it forced on you, I think is like intrinsically like a almost like Freudian like sexual experience in some ways. So like because of that, like I think that movies like do not really I don't really think that movies like being anti like sexuality can ever be truly successful. But like if you look at literature, there are so many great books that are a lot more successful. Oh, we're talking I, about books now? I mean, yeah. I mean, because you, <laughs> like, just, I like, thought low, I was here to talk about movies. <laughs> well, now you're here to talk about Lolita, bitch. <laughs> Get ready. Oh, Jesus Christ. We want to talk about the controversy surrounding cuties. I guess we have, we have to, it feels like a Vox video. Like, if we want to explain the, the controversy surrounding cuties, we have to go back to. Oh, God. No, but the fucking, uh, there's something, I think, I think this is a quote somewhere, something about the camera being dead and anything that you put on it is going to be exactly what you put on it mm-hmm. unless in the, and that's where like lighting comes in. That's where the story comes in. That's where context comes in. That's where the actors come in. But if you just put something on film, it's going to be taken at face value until you give it the bigger picture until you give it a story. Right. And even when you do give it the story because of the way that like film works or honestly all art, like you can just like, clip what you want from it and then view it out of context which is why if you search like monica bellucci like rape on youtube you can watch like the scene of her being raped and irreversible like if you just like want to do that but like if you watch it in the context of the movie it's like the most disturbing like horrifying fucking thing you've ever seen oh yeah but because of the way that art works you can just trim what you want out of it and then view it for your own pleasure which is why i think star wars was saved in the edit (laughs) that movie would have been garbage I don't Not know that. if that movie. I don't think that movie exists. Like, I think that it. They just like just like threw up like whatever they had like in their bank, and were just like, "This is movie." I mean, more of it wouldn't have been the cultural phenomenon. Cultural, the cultural phenomenon that it was <laughs> if if it wasn't for for the other aspects. Oh, of oh, you're talking made. about a new hope. I thought you were talking about last most recent one. Oh no, I was talking about 1977 Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> a new hope. Yeah, like, be- because that movie, that movie like- was saved in the edit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that that's the whole story of that movie is that yeah. it was so much and that it wasn't art until they figured out how to frame it. Mm-hmm. So I guess this kind of like leaves us at a place where I think that like a lot of other art has been like much more articulate about like this problem. I think that Cuties is like kind of an unexceptional film. Yeah. And I it's almost see... an unnecessary additive. There is definitely new angles, but then it's not explored correctly, I think. Or there were there were things in it that didn't need to happen. Like I see everything about the dancing and the way they chose to go about the dancing, where one she's the character's already having like reconsiderations of mm-hmm. sexuality as 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 a woman and looking at other women's bodies and how they are sexualized. Right that's already a perspective that we have we don't need to actually show her sexualizing herself along with three other 11 year olds for and actually doing it exactly like i think this would have been so much more successful actually if it would have like been made like more explicitly as a horror movie which like it kind of is like intending to do like sometimes but like i think like the impact of like not showing it and like treating like the sex as monster like would have made this a much more interesting and like a more successful film but yeah i don't think this movie is evil i think it's misguided but i don't think that it's like a curse or like truly as bad as it's been like set out to be 
its biggest flaw was that it was released during this moment. <laughs> and on that note, let's take a break. That was perfect. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna take a break, Leo. We're taking a break. Guess who? It's me. I'm just here with a mid-show announcement to freak the fuck out of you and further force my agenda down your throats. Starting this month, I'm So Popular will be accompanied by a monthly zine full of scandalous and racy content for you to consume. Right in time for Halloween, this month's theme is horror, and I've got six pages. That's right, six full pages of faggoty cultural commentary. I've put together an essay called Carrie and Woman Cult on Brian De Palma's excellent film and a feature of horror's hottest studs. You can probably guess what it's about. <laughs> Not to mention three hot pinups of me shot by none other than Kitagawa Kana. I'll be giving the first 15 issues away for free to anyone on earth who messages me, so get on it. Otherwise, I'll be selling them for just five bucks a pop on Etsy. Ooh. Check out the link in the description or on my website, I'mPopular.me. So let's get back into the show then, shall we? Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, what's up? We're back. I don't know why I said we're welcome back. back. I always say we're He's back. back. I, got, I got anxious because you're making scary noises. <laughs> I, was, I was getting my breathing. You know? Yeah, you're getting your breathing going. Um... Well, before we get into the controversy of this movie, which I think is, like, where I'm going to get really, like, really controversial and really Really lit. riled up. I, I'm going to take a quick little shot of bourbon here. And by a, oh, sh- by a shot, wait, I mean of a well, swig. Then, then give, give me one second. Okay, go get it. That was really fast. I, I don't even think I had to edit that out. That was so fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what are you taking a little swig of here? Um, this is Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. Oh, uh, I'm no drinking whiskey, is- too. Well, you said you were going to do a shot of bourbon. Yeah. Oh, you drink a Jim Beam? Yeah, it was at the store, okay? Oh, right, Japan. Yeah. Well, there's some really good Jam- Hibiki shit. That's yeah, whatever. Really I'm not buying expensive bourbon to take shots yeah. in the pod with, okay? Um, well, Tullamore Dew is known as Tully in the biz. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Are we drinking this or what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Cheers to, cheers to, to cuties. cuties. To cuties. <laughs> What's your chaser? <laughs> you were like, <laughs> ostriching for it. <laughs> I, I left this in my kitchen <laughs> where there's no air conditioning. So I didn't realize how hot it would be. I'm crying. And then I chased with highball, which has more whiskey in it. Oh, highballs. You do the, yeah, maybe, maybe later I'll make myself a highball. When I came back to the, when I came back to the States, I was like, could I get a whiskey highball? And like the bartender, like stopped what he was doing. and like looked at me, my friend yeah. and he was like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> yeah, Americans like, don't know the joy whiskey? of a highball. He was like, and I was like, can I get a whiskey highball? And I was like, a whiskey soda. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Highball is like, you know, a family of drinks. It's, it's, it means it's the liquor and then the mixer and the mixer, mixer can be whatever. I'm like, it's typically club soda. We both know this. And he's like, I know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. And he like stopped and he like made me the drink. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know if I, if I ever go back to America and I just can't order a highball. Like, what am I gonna do? Highball rolls off the tongue so much better than a whiskey soda. You say, yeah. You say a highball. Um, whiskey soda, splash of lemon. Oh yeah, you gotta get that splash of lemon. It's essential. You lemon is much harder to wear. lemon syrup in or lemon like juice when it's it's at a bar is much harder to get in the right amounts than lime lime because mm-hmm. like if you do too much lime it's like it's fine if you do too little it's also fine but lemon if they do too much lemon it fucking sucks yeah i know uh so um and in the most articulate segue we've ever had on i'm so popular we Are closed we to just do this over again? we closed the first segment of the of the show with like uh this movie is controversial um and i i want to talk about the controversy now Okay, we we okay. got to get into it. So I suppose that's the whole reason why we watched the movie, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have watched this ever if there hadn't been the controversy. So all the controversy did not work. It did not. It did not appeal to me in any other way. Yeah. So you saw the hashtag cancel Netflix trending, right? Cancel Netflix. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure so many people canceled Netflix. I'm so I'm sure I'm just sure so many people canceled Netflix. At least one did. I know for sure one did. Yeah. I know Blair White did because I watched her video about this so I could get angry when I just like want to be mad last night. (laughs) I, I don't watched... know who she is. <laughs> Wait, you don't know who Blair White is? Okay, we're going to leave that for later. Fuck off. I wish I didn't know who she was. When is she? Uh, she's a transgender conservative Oh, she ContraPoints? No, no. Oh, she... no. Said, ContraPoints is not transgender. You said... Wait, you said... Wait, no, she's not conservative. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You said, you said conservative. <laughs> she's... she's... Uh, he moving on. ContraPoints is not transgender. <laughs> this is what happens after a shot of whiskey on the pod. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> ContraPoints is not transgender. <laughs> no, Paul is not transgender. That's true. I know this. That I was like, true. I was waiting. I was waiting to see if you would catch it. Fuck off. Okay, so fracking. Um, we're not getting into the RuPaul fracking discourse right now. <laughs> I refuse. Okay. We're not okay. going to get into that or Islam today. <laughs> we want two things that are banned from the pod. Islam and, and RuPaul's, RuPaul's fracking. fracking. <laughs> RuPaul's frack race is not being discussed in the pod. Okay? Oh, that's good. I know. It's so funny that it just works. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, um, yeah. This movie was railed against, and it's mostly Netflix's fault because they foolishly chose to release a trailer of it that accents all of the dancing sequences that we were kind of discussing in the first half. Yes, the highly sexualized 11-year-old dance group. Right. So in showing all of that out of context and not even suggesting for a moment that it would be, like, anti-whatever that's about, like, because the advertising completely failed in showing that part of the movie, of course, everybody latched onto it to scream and shout. Mm-hmm. Everybody so, meaning yes. the right wing. Oh, but the not just the right wing. Children, people. Everybody did, honestly. Oh, well, okay, okay, yeah. Let's let's edit that. No, that's so, okay. Everybody did. <laughs> everybody did. Everybody, everybody latched did. onto this, movie. and especially the hashtag Save Our Children people. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a lot of those tend to be leaning right. I mean, there are a few a few left people who have been brainwashed into thinking that right. There was nothing more important right now. Nothing more nothing, important. Nothing more than, important than the, than the right wing conspiracy theorists 
lifelong obsession mm-hmm. with fucking pedophilia. Ever since, it really draws back. Oh, fuck. I could... Yeah, don't get too far ahead of yourself because uh, yeah. all of this like led we'll into to the hashtag cancel Netflix and stuff. And uh, I, I think that, like you said, a lot of like the freakazoid conservatives, like the QAnon people who are like really obsessed with the myth of pedophilia. Uh, Tom Cotton has written to Ted Cruz and Ted Cruz has talked about like banning Netflix. Well, yeah, now they're like trying to make like legislation about it and like people are like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we're we're asking them to testify in front of the the state government." And it's because yeah. the conservatives really cling to pedophilia as like one of their main talking points. The truest evils you could ever yes. like children and the right wing have such an intertwined history of being right. like the most incorruptible thing, the most politically objectively pure thing that you could stand by for which, yes you know i mean all of right-wing pro-life. aesthetics are about like purity and so of course there's a lot of like yeah. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, interesting <laughs> i mean like i'm not saying that like norman rockwell is a like, conservative or anything but like all of his art is like about like children you know and like about the family unit i'm not i'm not making yeah. a point about him i'm just saying like as a, as a point you know like the right-wing image is about like the incorruptible purity of childhood in so many ways so of yes. course they latched the this movie and um, there's also a brand of the left wing right now that is, I think, majority, which is kind of like the freak out moralist nightmare people who are having a panic attack about like language and every simple problem they can about grooming. And so they also latch to this movie. Gro- grooming. And yes, especially like like. I've seen it as a joke a lot about like the like the oh so you're a 23 year old and you're hitting on a 22 year old like because as as, the discourse is that popular because that's the discourse because it's funny to be like it's like there's a year between us although that's me (laughs) I'm the 23 year old not wanting to hit on a 22 year old I I refuse to date younger than me ever exactly right it's a it's become a joke to my friends where they're like leo wants you to know that he's he's dating someone who's older than him <laughs> that's true i, I yeah. we all know that but i agree because yeah. it's like i don't i don't like relationships with people who are younger than me it's never been successful i dated some guy who was the exact same age as me i already talked about this in the pod before but like it's not for me i like older men uh and i am currently in a relationship that could be easily framed in the optics that we have now as like me being groomed because he is significantly um, older than me. Yeah. What's the do you mind me asking what's the age gap? It's 18 years. 18 years. All right. So there was a new bill passed in California with the help of uh, actually one of my good mm-hmm. friends um who works with uh, uh Scott Weiner and helped like draft the legislation um which uh it's the 10 year rule, right? It's the 10 year it's the 10 year rule which um uh there's previously protections for uh any sex offenders or any crimes committed against a minor between 14 to 17 within a 10-year age gap um yeah but people always want to they, they yeah. want to like frame that as like it being about 12 and 13 year olds yeah yeah but it's it's they start 14 to 17 and say te- up to mm-hmm. 10 years so 14 24 even if at the lowest bracket yeah, the and lowest, most right. extreme yeah um that uh a judge can be discretionary about whether to one they're already being punished for the crime yes but then two the second thing that the bills uh that that the law previously exists for is they can choose whether or not to put them on the sex offender registry right Uh, for instance if it's a 17 year old and a 19 year old like well we're gonna punish them for a crime if they got caught 
um, but it's we're not going to put them on the sex offender mm-hmm. registry. But those protections only existed for those who um, it was for specifically for vaginal penetration. So right. now this bill expands it those quote unquote protections as the right would see it for um, anal and oral as well because any person maybe if it was an age gap it's similar to yours right um even if they were you know 17 to 18 17 to 19 even it, like fucking they those people would automatically be put on right. the sex offender registry so it's about changing the language of the law to allow if, if anything more flexibility mm-hmm. in choosing who to put on the sex offender registry because there were more protections for those who are straight right well i think you described it really eloquently and what's important to stress is that it's a a lot but i did my best no no no, you did great and i think that like one of the most important things you brought up is that like it's at a judge's discretion so like it's not going to be every single time that like there's one of these cases that it's going to immediately like not be someone registered on the sex offenders list exactly it it takes into context which is important legalizing pedophilia yeah is that what they want to say it is but it's like no if anything we can we can be more specific about it so let me lead into what i think is like my my big point about this whole discourse which is that i think there's a lot of paranoia on both the right and the left about pedophilia and i don't think it's Mm -hmm. out of any honest or earnest like fear for the children i think it's because pedophilia is the easiest evil to attack and everybody can recognize that like pedophilia is like frightening and horrible and you know, obviously I agree, but the reason that it's become so major in political discourse now is because people want to attack easy targets when they're discussing politics and framing, like, what's the most important political issue uh, because they don't want to actually get to issues that are difficult to talk about and things that are hard to solve. So what they do is they pick the literally easiest, like lowest bar target, which is pedophilia. And they make their entire image around that. And the conservatives kind of like won in this case because like they got there harder and faster. And now pedophilia is being branded as like a right wing, like partisan issue. And people on the left are being branded as like pro pedophilia, basically. There's there's two things to consider there, especially the, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and um, uh, the subsequent mm-hmm. subsequent arrest of um, Maxine Bislane or whatever that yeah. that girl that girl <laughs> that diva she's skinny. <laughs> well, we don't want to praise her really. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the truth. She's skinny. She, you know, she's, she got, she, she had her hair done. Objectively skinny. <laughs> she has had some work done. But she participated in the, you know, there's sex trafficking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Like, a, lot of the, a lot of the connections that people have is is it's high-ranking Democrats who are mm-hmm. involved in this mass conspiracy with all, with uh, from Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> yeah, it's that from far From Chrissy now. Teigen to Joe Biden, they're all linked together in some mm-hmm. Pizzagate fucking sex kids cheese pizza thing together and this <laughs> even goes back to to the fucking early 1980s with kern county mm-hmm. the fucking the uh the daycare like satanic ritual pedophilia scares right. back in the early like 1980s when the right wing was 
very eager to jump on that about these daycare workers were like abuse sexually abusing and using these kids for satanic rituals at these preschools and all of it was baseless and not true mm-hmm. and like people were like goaded into like signing confession like crazy shit that lasted for years and destroyed all these people's lives just so these people could have the moral high ground over like heavy metal music and mm-hmm. gays like very very cut and dry stuff and like now we're like basically in like a second wave of like the satanic panic you know like we're basically like just replacing like satanism and like occultism like with just like general deep state pedophilia and yeah and it's like yeah and and it's it's they're like they're like oh uh most of it has really come exploding after the recent black lives matter like yes i mean really the QAnon was not as real until black lives matter kicked off and it's because they want they're saying like these are this the is the real, issue that you're supposed to care this about is the real issue yeah. exactly it's not it's not it's not that they care more about these fake children in these mm-hmm. mass and these tunnels underground fake sex rings yeah yeah it's it's that they don't care about black people yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it they just don't give a shit and they want you to care about their thing that's not yeah. real but it gets worse too because people on the left are also buying into this even if they're not subscribing yeah. to the conspiracy theory stuff but they're like making cabbage patch dolls that they're demanding mm-hmm. be recalled and it's yeah. like what no like all of the all of the leftist discord not all of it a lot of leftist leftist Leftist, I were tortoise discourse. I actually refuse to refer to refer to leftism as leftism anymore. It's always going to be leftist now because it's it's much truer. <laughs> the leftist and the right. <laughs> With a leftist discourse, referring to the political ma- mascots as the elephant and the left of horse, <laughs> the left horse, yeah. which is a donkey. <laughs> Saying a donkey is as a left of force. Yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> right. But it's it's okay. real because like these like left horse girls, like they don't want to address like actual class inequality. They don't want to actually like have to like analyze like their state in a serious way. They don't want to talk about like Black Lives Matter in a critical way. They want they don't to do want it... to think capitalism does anything wrong. Right. They just want to do it in a in a simple way that has an easy, immediate like reward. And the best way to do that is to just engage in, like, pedophilia discourse because, like, it's so impenetrable. Like, everyone agrees pedophilia is bad. We all know. We know. Because it's it's the purity. Yeah, yeah. We, we all know. We don't, we don't want kids to be hurt. Of course not. And that's when it comes down to cuties again. Yes, like, and I was just about to, <laughs> yes. That's the marketing, too, I think was very aware of how timely it is for this movie to be coming out, which is both its flaw and also that's when you get the marketing. Right. And people to come and be like, you know how we get people talking about this movie? We show them the dance scenes and yes. nothing else. <laughs> And then you have a movie, and now we watched it. Yeah, we watched it. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, because all of this media discourse, it was just like, look how evil this pedophilia is. Look how bad it is. But as they're asking you to, like, look, they are literally showing it to you. It's such a fucking stupid visage because, like, everyone can, like, see that, like, when you are criticizing it i just like put air quotes up you can't see them because this is a podcast but like when you're criticizing it and I'll do a noise for it or do the air quotes okay, again here let's try again when you're criticizing it 
I do it every syllable. That was good. <laughs> when you're criticizing it, like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was the mark, the marketing. Um, Bro, I got lost. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot all of this. Honestly, whatever. Like, I'm gonna forget about this movie in two days. I will. I will never think about it ever again. They showed you all of it when they're asking you to look at this. (laughs) When they're asking you to look at Netflix's pedophilia, they're telling you look away from all these issues that are actually real and Mm -hmm. affect real people. I mean, like. When is someone going to, like, make, like, an exploitation film about, like, class in America? Like, well, like, when, when are we going to see that? this movie, The Hunt? Do what you remember this? that? What is this that? This was a movie where the trailer came out and it was all these, like, like the most dangerous game Oh, wait, thing. hold up. I know what this is. This is another, mm-hmm. like, Netflix-exclusive movie where they, like, no, this, like hunt the woke well, it, people on an island, yeah, yeah. right? No, no, no. It was the other way around. Yeah, I know. I know it's all the, the rich people elite. and they were hunted by, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They were they were hunting they were hunting the right wingers. Well, I also saw this in Ready or Not. Did you see that? Oh, that's what maybe what I meant. No, 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 no it's not. Ready, These ready are different not, movies. Ready or Not was the wedding, and the hunt was the movie that people got mad about, and they're like, "We haven't even shown the movie," and then it got delayed by like a year. You use marketing to stir up a moral panic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like it obviously works, like. Because Netflix is, you know, brand aware. They knew that if they had controversy going on with this movie that people would, like, tune in. I mean, it's, what, number eight in the U.S. right yeah, now? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a kind of, like, apolitical almost of them to, like, even promote it at all. Because it's, like, simply just for, like, the purpose of making more, like, money. And it succeeded. And sell the drive for more money and profit just fucking wears down, like, everyone's, like, ability to tell, like, real fucking, like, actual issue from Mm -hmm. just like another marketing ploy because it's like because everything waters us down everything waters us down we are so fucking deluged with like controversy branding this netflix movie is bad this this presidential candidate is good this fucking this is bad this is good it's like the just essential moralist quandary of everything this is bad it's like the good the right the wrong the fucking america is built on like a fucking moralist thing i mean we look at the back they're like we have to have the right to freedom of speech but also the right to own slaves it's like uh, (laughs) (laughs) that little sound you made is like the entire summation of all the stupid fucking discourse around this stupid movie (laughs) what you said is exactly true like what you said is right because we like the the fucking quakers really just fucked it for everyone (laughs) Basically, all of this marketing is just, like, around generating controversy. And it's not just on Netflix. It's, like, you know, it's with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion with WAP. Like, they knew that video was going to be controversial when they put, like, Kylie Jenner in it and stuff. And, like, they had, like, really, like, you know, obvious displays of sexual women, you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the song's already called Wet-Ass Pussy. I feel like that's a fairly... That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, like, if some, like, fucking random bitch... Like, if Bjork did that song, like, no one would care. Okay, what are you saying that if Bjork made a song called Wet Ass Pussy, you would not be all about it? No, I, I, I would. No, I'm just saying. Like, are you kidding? No, I already was because Utopia is her Wet Ass Pussy album. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Bjork's Utopia is literally an album about her going on Tinder and getting, like, butt fucked, like, and, like, loving it. Like, 
literally Utopia is like an album about like set to flutes, like produced by a trans woman about like anal sex off of Tinder. Like, and I loved it. Like, I'm just saying that like, because like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and who, whatever fucking label they're on. Like, I don't know. Like they all like, they all marketed it through controversy. You know, they all just Cardi B and Megan mm -hmm. are both very sexually explicit women, which why should we not let them? I mean, no, no, obviously I'm not, I'm not even like against that. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, (laughs) it's just the, the marketing is like, they knew that it would be a controversy. They did it. It was controversial. And now it's like the only song we got this summer. It's, it's a fairly tame controversy too. It's like, it's like, here's the controversy. Women have sex. Women have sex (laughs) and are sexy. Controversial. (laughs) It's like, should we let them? (laughs) Should we let them enjoy sex? (laughs) Like, hmm, (laughs) that's this summer's controversy. Well, lots of people say no. Lots of people say no. Netflix is (laughs) followed by Netflix's deep state QAnon pedophilia ring circuit. It's it's like, damn, can we go back to can women have sex? Can we go back to that and not like Netflix is part of Jeffrey Epstein's like child sex ring? Yeah, God. When the similar times of when it was just it was just controversial to say you had a wet ass pussy. Back to the good old days of like a month ago, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. Let's go back. Like, I want to go back to like, like early 2000 with like Kevin Williamson scripted movies. Like, I know what you did last summer and scream where like women are just like about to fuck at all times. And it's like, still like woke about like their like sex experience, but it's like these girls still exist. There's no controversy around it. It was just like acknowledged as fact, but like, I don't know something about like postmodernism, like settling into everyone or like social media. Really? Like yeah. I don't know what it is, but something has settled in which like everything becomes not just like pop culture, like not just movies or books or music. Like everything, every tweet you post has become like this postmodern like thing to attack, criticize, and view in context. It's like my roommate showed me. Uh... Um, a meme his grandma sent him the other day mm-hmm. and i was like so what's the joke and it only had like one layer in it so i didn't know that it was supposed <laughs> to be funny it was just like this smoke alarm doesn't come with batteries so you don't panic and i was like uh-huh and what's the joke here and he's like well you know how like how like trump like said he downplayed coronavirus covid19 so that people wouldn't panic and i was like oh that's it that's it. like I got that, but I thought there was something else. And we both like sat around. He's like, I know it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like about his like grandma's meme. Like, like she thought this would be funny to us. <laughs> like, like we're we are so beyond everything now. It's like everything is so has to be aware and everything is aware and like you know, brand saying bay and shit. It's oh like, god, not the brand saying bay. I mean like Netflix like doing cuties and like making a moment out of it is like the same as like I don't fucking know, like Kellogg's tweeting Bay. It's all the same <laughs> stupid shit. It's the same as as Sarah Lee talking about how de- how depraved of a threesome they had last night. I showed you that SNL. Yeah, you right? did. It's and all SNL it's an all attention anymore. economy. It's because all they attention only have economy. One joke anymore. They don't have one layer in their jokes. Their jokes aren't funny because they're uh, they're, they're ten years too late. <laughs>
Yeah, I know you love SNL, so I will not let you speak anymore. I, can't, I don't. Them. That's no, no, the, that's no. that's the third topic that we're not allowed to talk about anymore. <laughs> I'm okay with that because they they fell off. They did. It's tragic. Once they, once Andy. Samberg, I said no more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> once Kristen Wiig. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about Kristen Wiig. She's yeah, funny. All of it is the same bullshit. It's all the attention economy because everyone knows that like the controversial hot moment is the only thing that we can like really like truly like get into and like the popular discourse. Like I just long for an innocence and a bliss of like not having to have an opinion and a comment on everything. And when I finished watching Cuties last night, I was literally like, I don't want to have a take about this stupid movie. Like I don't want to have an opinion. It. It's like, it's not worth it. You don't have to have, you shouldn't have to have an opinion on everything. Whatever happened to fucking longevity? Whatever happened to like long form television? Now everything's got to be binged and everything's got to be consumed. And then you got to have an opinion on it because there's going to be a new thing next week. Yeah. It's and if like, you don't the get the opinion on it, you're not going to keep people's attention. Like it just, like, like you're not going to be able to like have a successful brand unless like you have some stupid take for every single thing that happens. Exactly. It's like the only thing that matters anymore is this moment. Postmodernism, period. <laughs> is right now for the next week. <laughs> Do you know what had longevity? Then... Do you know what had longevity? Uh, are you going to say something like Lost? Or... No, Bob Saget's <laughs> reality show with us. Bob A timeless yeah, piece so of much media. Potential. There's probably even more subcultures now than there was like five years ago. For for people who don't know the 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 I just said the name of the show, so everyone can go find it now. But like the um everyone we were in the homesick at summer camp. That's episode. right, the homesick at summer camp episode. We won't disclose the name of the summer camp for but for if you do enough research, reasons. it'll be easy to find. Yeah, they they name it in the first like ten seconds. Great camp, I will say. Yeah, great camp. If you ever you family run, yeah, everyone should well, go independent. If you find it. <laughs> yeah, if you if you find it, it's good. They have some good staff members. Sometimes I work there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, not you. Well, because this year they haven't yeah, because there, there was, yeah. they didn't want to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, We're not we're not we're not stupid over here. But anyway, the premise of the show was that Bob Saget investigated like a subculture on every episode. He did like a Greek life one, he did like a Vegas high rollers one, and then he went to he summer did, camp. Like, Bigfoot hunters. He yes, did, he did. He did bikers. Somehow summer camps. Now, if he made that show now, he could be like, I'm going to go hang out with, like, the non-binary, like, communist anarchists who live under the bridge. They would not let, like, the producers would not let Bob Saget anywhere near those people. <laughs> you know how many, like, uh, like instant, like, fucking, <laughs> that man's humor would not line up with any of their lifestyle. He'd, he'd be like... Oh my god, that would be a train wreck waiting to happen. We need to get, I need to get Bob Saget on I'm So Popular. Like, I'm gonna tag to get... him in this episode and be like, hey, Bob, we talked about you. Do you remember when you said we're gonna be famous? Well, I am now. I'm a cross dressing remember... bitch in Japan. Come here. I have three albums and under one name, and I'm thinking of doing a whole new moniker because I'm just fucking, <laughs> I need a reset. Cute. All right, so what you should do is you should have him on the show and be like, yeah, so Bob, do you remember me? And then I, I chime in too, so that way I'm there too. Well, obviously, if, if I ever do a Bob yeah. Saga episode, you'll be back for it, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. You remember when we made that, like, YouTube video? When yeah, you I, I actually thought I thought about bringing it up because you made the thing where you, like, put your, like, index and your middle finger on, like, you licked between it, like, you're eating pussy because you wanted to be edgy. I 
don't remember that. <laughs> I do. But it's okay. I'll remember- shame myself as well. I was so into Justice at that point that for my, like, Christmas present or something, you, like, pirated I, the I, Justice I, album and yeah, gave it to me. The new Justice album had come out. Yeah. Audio, I, video, you- disco. So you went to bed, and then I burnt. I like illegally downloaded it and burned the CD, and then we listened to it in the car on the way to drop you off the next day. But he was also he talked about us on I, Mark Marin. Mark yeah. Marin, yeah, W Thin with Mark Marin, which is like exploded now. That podcast like was one Huge of the first deal. It's like one of the first real like serious podcasts that that did it. And he he has like what he's on. He has a TV show. Is it on FX? Is it on True TV? I forget. Whatever. It is. But, like, I mean, even without that, like his podcast is major. It. It's major. He's on like multiple Netflix series. He's in movies. He was in Joker, dude. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was like, hey, oh, he was great. He was so good in Joker. Yeah. When I watched Joker, <laughs> I was like, I am one like bacon step away from this man. <laughs> yeah exactly we both because he taught he didn't mention us by name but he was like oh those kids probably don't even remember me and i was like oh I'm yeah listening. we do <laughs> you like literally like affected my life and like created my desire for fame bob saget yeah if it wasn't for not that you didn't have one before <laughs> i mean i did but he like really like forged it he he gave you he added fuel to the fire well now i want to be famous cuties exist and Joe Biden is about to lose the presidential nomination. God, I can't believe we're going to just. Oh, also, America's on fire, but I forgot about that again. <sighs> I mean, it's dark right now here, so I kind of forget about it. But if I check the weather, that's where it is. Uh, well, I'd like to. <laughs> I guess we should probably wrap it up. But this was so fun leo i wish you were my guest every week like oh my god (laughs) we can do that we can set it up so it's a panel (laughs) oh my god and then the other guest just has to just has to deal with us can you think about how many times (laughs) i've subjected you to like my friends in real life and they never know what to do with you (laughs) i don't know i remember i I listened to the episode with kyle and i remember like uh, can I say that? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I met him in Oregon, and uh, and uh, like I met him, and I just, it was just briefly like a house party. He's like, "Oh, King Leo," and I was like, "All right, King Leo, okay." <laughs> well, you can say whatever you want about Kyle because uh, he. I know that after his episode, he has not listened to a single episode since. And that's how I met Kyle. Just like a random interaction, like, "Hello, that King was, Leo." Yeah, that was, was like, that okay. was fine. That That's was how fine I met, and like, simple. All of you, you are fucking. Your roommates came and stayed with me in Oakland. I know. Yeah, like uh, what Renee and Megan came and stayed with you for a while. Yeah, right? it was Renee and Megan came and stayed. Stayed. I think it was just one night. We like spent the whole day together. Yeah, we and you to... threw a scooter into the river. Oh God, I like. I don't. I think that's like bad. Like I think that's bad praxis. No, and I then think it's I good was, praxis. Like, drunk enough. Well, because someone has to fish it out. Oh yeah, and but it's like, like oh and well. Like, <laughs> and I had gotten like so drunk that I was like, "All right," and I just picked it up, I threw it in, and then like instantly I was like, "Oh no, I did the thing that's so wrong." Oh my god, it's like the grown cuties who push their friend into a river. It's just you only push an inanimate capitalist object in. But then someone has to pick it up. It's really, it's more of a, it's it's a bigger blight on the city than it just being in the. Okay, so the who's worse, the grown cuties who push their friend into the river, or you? me because the girl just got out of the river yeah but she looked like she's about to drown well she found the buoy (laughs) (laughs) oh god i just said we're gonna wrap up the podcast and uh, here we go off again anyway leo thank you for joining us i i i need you on the show again immediately (laughs) so good so chaotic (laughs) 
I only like the show when it's chaotic, so. <laughs> well, uh, I bring the uh, chaos. <laughs> my, 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 the pattern told me to let go of chaos, but here I am. On I'm so, so popular. <laughs> <laughs> on I'm so popular. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Ja. Mata ne. Mata ne.